Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, brothers, sisters, and anyone that's listening. This is Saber Life, and I'm your host, Brother Rudolph Muhammad. And you are listening to me on The Keys 107. Listening to a Keys 107 Network special with your host, Sister Rafika. And just remember, if your blog talk radio is not on the Keys 107 Network, well, your blog talk radio just ain't on. Consultants and Services LLC is on the cutting edge of emerging technologies for designing online classes and providing face-to-face and virtual technology training or help with computer programs, web design, and graphic arts. We also provide biography writing services for websites. For more information, give us a call at 631-399-0149. That's 631-399-0149. of the keys on blog talk radio was brought to you by the fluffs present the alphabet now found in paperback sporting a five-star rating on amazon.com this portion of the key was brought to us by moon107.com moon107 fashions and gifts that bring out the best in you is proud to present The Final Call. The Final Call is the country's unique leading source for news. Founded by the Honorable Louis Farrakhan, national representative of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad in the Nation of Islam. Read The Final Call newspaper. You can find one of the beautifully bow-tied representatives in your community or read finalcall.com. Save a life on the Keys 107 Network starts now. 
things to say for us. And I'm your host, Brother Rudolph Muhammad. And this is the Keys 107 Network. Today is Tuesday, July 23rd, 2013. As always, before getting started, I have to give praise, thanks, and reverence to the all-wise, almighty creator of all that is, was, and will be, because it is through his divine mercy, grace, and intervention that I am talking to you right now. Oh, make no mistake about it, I realize my mortality and the um, limits that I have. And I also realize that it's not through any good of my own that I am still on the planet this day and time. But it is the inner workings and intervention of a power that is greater than you or I. And to that one is the one that I am referring to. Call him what you want to call him. Call him by whatever name makes you happy. Call him by whatever title is appropriate from your vantage point based on your faith practice, your culture, and your upbringing. But know that we are talking about the same individual, that one who has the power to give life, and that one who has the power to take life. So to him alone do I submit, do I bow down, and do I very humbly acknowledge my place in his wonderful, magnificent creation called universe. Again, today is Tuesday, July 23rd, 2013. A lot has happened on this day in history. But the things that I'm most concerned about And the things that may be most pressing on some people's minds um, may be two totally different things. But again, on this day in history, just know that the Arabs gained control of most of Palestine from the Byzantines Empire, and that was in 636. In 685, John V begins his reign as Catholic Pope. In 1148, the Crusaders attacked Damascus. 1215, Frederick II crowns himself Roman Catholic King. 1253, the Jews were expelled from Vienna, France, by order of 
Pope Innocent the Third. 1403, the Battle of Shrewsbury, fought by Percy's against King Henry the Ninth. Moving up into more modern times. 1798, Napoleon captures Alexandria, Egypt. The first U.S. swim school opens in Boston, Massachusetts in 1827. And the cornerstones are laid for the construction of the Kirkland Temple in Kirkland, Ohio, in 1833. Moving on up, the first telephone and telegraph line in Hawaii was completed in 1877. Also, the first U.S. Municipal Railroad, the Cincinnati 7, begins operation in 1877. In 1888, John Boyd Dunlap applies to patent the pneumatic tire. Pan African Congress meets in London in 1900 on this day, and in 1903, Ford Motor Company sells the first Model A car. Hmm. It's like a lot of things happened in history on this day. In 1938, eight earthquake strikes Ariano, Italy, and killed 1,500 people. In 1931, France announces they cannot afford to send the team to the 1932 LA Olympics. In 1937, the isolation of the pituitary hormone announced by Yale University. In 1942, Hitler's Directive Number 45 ordered to occupy Stalingrad. In 1944, the Chicago Cubs' Bill Nicholson hits four home runs and a doubleheader. In 1944, the Soviet Army marches into Lublin, Poland. U.S. forces invade the Japanese and held Trinian in World War II. The U.S. troops occupied Pisa, Italy on this date in 1944. In 1947, the first U.S. Navy Air Squadron of Jets come out of Quonset Point, Rhode Island. 
1955, New York Yankees, Bob Sir and Ed Howard are the first to hit consecutive pinch home runs. Nineteen fifty nine Vice President Richard Nixon begins to visit his visit in the Soviet Union. In nineteen sixty two the International Agreement on Neutrality of Laos is signed. So these are just some of the things that have happened in history on this day. Okay, bringing it further up to the modern day and time. 1976, the Soviet Union performs nuclear tests at on the eastern shore of the Soviet Union. Nineteen seventy six the wings release let them in. In nineteen seventy seven Washington jury convicts twelve Hanafi Muslims on hostage charges. In nineteen seventy eight the Israeli government rejects Anwar Sadat's call for the return of two Sinai areas. The Phillies, Steve Carlton, becomes the 78th pitcher to win 200 straight games. Reggie Jackson returns and helps the Yankees win their fifth straight. Again, these are just some of the things in history. In 1992, Bruce Springsteen begins a world tour. And in 1992, Emperor Haile Selassie of Ethiopia's funeral was held on this day. So, as you can see, as you can hear, a lot of things have happened in history on this day, but the question is, how much of that is relevant to you in this day and time and the geographic location that you are on this planet? What is it that affects your and my day-to-day being here? A series of attacks across Iraq kills 103 people in 2012 on this day. What we are going to discuss today are the legalities involved. When you check yourself into a hospital, when you 
are taken into an emergency room, when you go to a doctor's office or into a clinic, what are your responsibilities as a patient as well as what are your patient's rights? We have many atrocities that go on. People check into facilities and never check out. Well, not the ones that they checked in. And people are always quick to jump at the fact that there's some medical malpractice going on, that someone somewhere has done something wrong to them, and now they want to sue them. But the question is, what is it that you are responsible for? And what is it that someone is responsible to you for? These are the things that we are going to talk about today. So get to your phones and call us at 213-943-3618. That's 213-943-3618. This is Saber Life, and I'm your host, Brother Rudolph Muhammad. The best preventative against death is the foods that we eat, the time that we eat them, and how they are prepared for us. Now, no one can truly claim to be healthy if they are not engaged in the process of growing their own food. Because without doing that, it's a roll of the dice, it's a coin toss, shake the tails type thing, 50-50 chance on what you are actually ingesting and putting into your body. It is possible for us to eat many things and we can keep existing for a while. But if we would like to live as long as we can live, we need the proper guidance in the way of teaching us the proper foods to eat to expand our life and keep it expanding. As you know, as we are repeatedly and it's been repeatedly written in the book, How to Eat to Live. Now, a lot of God taught me one meal a day of the right food will allow us to live a great long time, while even to 140 years or more, if you eat every other day and every three days, instead of one meal every day. 
Right there, I, just, I lost some of you. Because right there, some of you are saying, what are you eating every other day? Eating every three days? How can a person live like that? The question is, how can we live eating the way that we eat now? We suffer all kinds of ailments of the body due to our own ignorant way of eating. How many times have you heard people say when offered food, do not wait until you are hungry. Eat before you get hungry. This is a dangerous thing to follow, eating before you get hungry. I've heard many people and you heard them say that they are eating just because they have not eaten in such a long time. Or I missed my breakfast. Or I missed my lunch. They are eating then not because they are hungry, but they are eating because of the time they have set for themselves to eat. Three meals a day within a short space of eight or ten hours, could kill you at a very early age. All foods have a certain percentage of poison in it, and if allowed to be increased in a very short while, then that keeps the body housing and storing up poison that is not needed be housed in the house, because we are making an addition to an already poison that is in there, it makes no sense. Sometimes this extra unwanted food by the body causes pain here and there, and we say that it is something else that is coming up. It's something else that's going on. It is that big meal that you are eating two and three times within eight to ten hours or within 12 hours at the longest. So we cure ourselves, as the long God tells me, that there is no set time that we should die. Like our old parents were taught that when the time comes for you to die, you will die regardless. But our God told me there is no set time for us to die. We kill ourselves, and that has been proven true. This is reprinted from How to Live, Book 2, written in 1972 by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Get your copy at your local bookstore. Get your copy. At your local Moscow study group, get your copy online. But get your copy of books one and two and read them. Right now, it is 4.22 or 16.22 hours. I am in New York City geographically, and it is about 84 degrees 
but it's not as humid as it has been. The heat wave has broken. Thank God. But the damage is done. The death tolls from the heat wave are still being amassed nationally. And in a few days, we will know how many people died as a direct relation to the heat wave. Remember, climatic conditions may help to accelerate or foster the demise of an individual based on pre-existing conditions. Before I go into the other part, the last thing that I want to speak on is the divine value of mother's milk. Now, we hear a lot of stuff on the in the um, commercial arena and the commercial world about milk. And they have rice milk. And they have soy milk. And they have almond milk. And they have this milk. And they have that milk. But first, what you need to do is you need to define what is milk. And milk is defined as the lactating fluid from a female mammal. That is one definition of milk. And if that is the case, then this other stuff should rightfully not be called milk. So what is all of this other stuff? Well, as I said earlier, in the commercial world, this other stuff is a commercial attempt to get your money. Milk is a noun, and it's an opaque white or bluish-white liquid secreted by the mammary glands of female mammals serving for the nutrition and nourishment of their young. All right, did everybody hear that? It is this liquid as secreted by cows, goats, or certain other animals and used by humans for food or as a source of butter, cheeses, and yogurt. Any liquid resembling this as the liquid within a coconut, the juice or sap of certain plants or various 
pharmaceutical preparations. As a verb to press or draw milk from the other or breast of the lactating mammal. To extract something from as if by milking. To get something from exploiting. The swindler milked her of all of her savings. So again, what is milk? It is the nourishment for the young of a female lactating mammal. So if that is the case, then how do you call soy milk milk? How do you justify calling almond milk milk? How do you justify calling rice milk? Again, this is a trick by the industry to get your money. Milk is designed to nourish the body. And mother's milk is the best milk for the child because it gives the child the natural antibodies and immune system boost that the child needs in its early development in life. We will go further, and there will be a whole other session on the value of mother's milk and milk in general. Stay tuned to Save a Life with Brother Rudolph Muhammad on the Keys 107. And when we return, we will go into the legalities of going to a medical facility. Stay tuned. Portion of the key was brought to us by Moon 107.com. Moon 107 fashions and gifts that bring out the best in you. Moon 107 is an online retail store featuring women's and men's clothing and a gift shop. The woman's shop features stylish tunics, suits, and accessories and offers the well-dressed woman an outlet to find the perfect gift for self or for someone else. The men's shop offers classy French cuffed shirts for the well-dressed man. The gift shop offers organic skin, hair, bath accessories, and inspirational music imported from Africa, India, and Asia, as well as jewelry and accessories. Moon 107, fashions and gifts that bring out the best in you. Don't forget to visit moon107.com. The views and opinions expressed by any of our guests 
do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and membership of the Keys 107. Peace. Rafika Consultants and Services, LLC, is on the cutting edge of emerging technologies for designing online classes and providing face-to-face -face and virtual technology training or help with computer programs, web design, and graphic arts. We also provide biography writing services for websites. For more information, give us a call at 631-399-0149. That's 631-399-0149. The Fluffs present the alphabet. Now found in paperback, sporting a five-star rating on Amazon.com. Fashions and gifts that bring out the best in you. Moon 107 is an online retail store featuring women's and men's clothing and a gift shop. The woman's shop features stylish tunics, suits, and accessories and offers the well-dressed woman an outlet to find the perfect gift for self or for someone else. The men's shop offers classy French cuff shirts for the well-dressed man. The gift shop offers organic skin, hair, bath accessories, and inspirational music imported from Africa, India, and Asia, as well as jewelry and accessories. Moon 107, fashions and gifts that bring out the best in you. Don't forget to visit moon107.com. Situation is by 
that other individual, that healthcare provider. And your consent has to be verbal and expressed if you are considered to be an adult that is alert and oriented to person, place, and time. Meaning, you know who you are, where you are, and what's going on. You're aware of that, and you are fully alert. Then you must give verbal consent for them to treat you. Consent must be voluntary, competent, and informed. Voluntary means that when the patient gives consent, he or she is free from extreme duress and is not intoxicated or under the influence of medication at the time the doctor has not coerced the patient into giving consent. The law presumes that an adult is competent. But competency may be an issue in numerous instances. Competence is typically only challenged when a patient disagrees and feels that something is wrong. Competence is typically only challenged when a patient disagrees with the doctor's recommended treatment or refuses treatment altogether. If an individual understands the information presented regarding treatment, he or she is competent to consent to or refuse treatment. Consent can be given verbally, that means face-to-face, mouth-to-mouth, ear, in writing, or by one's actions. For example, a person has consented to a vaccination. Hmm. Consent is inferred in cases of emergency or unanticipated circumstances, meaning implied consent is used in cases where the person cannot necessarily speak for themselves and it is a life-threatening emergency. So they will treat the person under what's called implied consent meaning that if this person could talk, they would want to be helped. Without getting that expressed consent, a health care provider, provider may be guilty of battery against a patient. Because if you don't have their full permission, to treat them, to touch them, to examine them, 
So, it is important that you get the consent. Remember, battery is concerned with the right to have one's body left alone by others. Battery is both a tort and a crime. Its essential element, harmful or offensive contact. So, healthcare providers, be very careful of whom you are dealing with. And remember, you can't force a person to do anything. Nursing students, medical students, EMT paramedic students, adolescents, it's important that you understand that major concept. You must get consent in order to treat someone. Okay. So we have consent, we have verbal consent, we have implied consent. Who are we talking about dealing with? We're talking about dealing with adults. The pediatrics or the um, young people, They may generally have a guardian around that can give consent for them, but as I said, if it is a true emergency, it's not necessary. They will go ahead and treat. Now, again, I am geographically in New York State. The laws may be different in the state that you live in, so you need to go online. in your state and find out what a patient's rights are under the Bill of Rights. Mm. Now, we have another category of people and these are your emancipated minors. These are people below the legal um, age. However, because either they are in the armed forces, they are supporting themselves, they are seeking treatment for a sexually transmitted disease or 
Okay. So now these emancipated miners, and they are all over the United States. A female that has had a child, or that is pregnant with a child, can be emancipated. Male or female, that's in, like I said, the armed forces, or that is living on their own and is supporting themselves, can file for emancipation. That means they speak for themselves. No one else has to speak for them. The other rights, and again, you need to check this very carefully because some things have changed in the way of patients' rights. And if you're not, um, well versed on it or abreast of it, it may cause you a problem down the line. What we need to focus on is what is the thing that is expected when you enter a facility. Well, you go and sit, you're expected to uh, come out better. No one goes into a facility and expects to come out worse than they went in. That's when you know you have some medical malpractice going on. Or it may not even be medical malpractice. It may just be that someone messed up somewhere. And, of course, the patient is now the recipient of substandard care. Medical professionals take the Hippocratic oath, and the underlying principle of do no harm. Yet every day is done. Patients' rights and health insurance and the Affordable Care Act. Now, with um, everything changing now going into 2014, you need to really get a copy of what they're calling Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act and read it and see how it applies to you in the state that you live in. In 2010, a new patient's bill of rights was created along with the Affordable Care Act. This bill of rights was designed to give new patient protection in dealing with insurance companies. Some of the protections started in 2010, but others will be phased in more slowly and may take 
effect in 2014. Some of the protections covered are annual and lifetime limits to coverage are being phased out. In general, children will be able to get health insurance in spite of any medical condition they have. Children will also be able to stay on a parent's policy until age 26 if they meet the other requirements. Health insurance companies will no longer be able to rescind your health coverage after you get sick because you made an honest mistake on your insurance application. So, where insurance is concerned, because, of course, that's an issue. There are millions of people across the nation who do not have insurance. You need to check the Department of Health website in the state that you live in and see exactly that you need to find out exactly what is written, not what the perception is, not what the past practice is. What does it say in black and white in the bill that's in Congress in your particular state regarding insurance for people, whether they're unemployed, underemployed, whether they're employed. There are some states that say that every resident of the state is entitled to medical coverage. Of course, state-funded medical coverage. But then there are others that do not take that liberal stance. But now with that, what you need to know is you have a responsibility as a patient. So it's your right to get seen. It's your right to get treated. But you also have a responsibility. And so many times what happens is patients or their families are ready to sue because they say something went wrong. But now here's the question to you. Did something go wrong or did you lie? See, because if something went wrong, that's an error, it's a mistake, it's um, whatever it is. But if what went on happened because you lied to the health care provider about your current status, you lied about the medications you've taken in your past medical history, you lied about the outcome of taking certain medications, then they are not to blame for that because they only took the data that you gave them, put it into the computer bank, 
and based on the information that was input, it gave you an output. Where mental health, hospice care, and people who are actually in hospitals are concerned, those people have added perceptions to themselves. Again, I I can't overemphasize that you must check your local state Department of Health website for the Bill of Rights where you are. For more information, you can go online to patientbillofrights.org. You can go to www.cancer.org. You can call 1-800-227-2345. You can get that in whatever language you need, but get it, read it, educate yourself and your family as to what rights you have, but also what your responsibility is because they go hand in hand. If you're going in for a procedure, try not to go alone. Take someone with you. What you may want to do is devise a checklist of things that you need to do prior to going into an emergency room, a doctor's office, clinic, etc. And then one of the most important documents that you may want to think about enacting choosing a doctor or a hospital again you need to do your homework you know why you're going you know what you're going for you must Do your due diligence and do your research if you want a favorable outcome.
because of the wonderful age of information that we live in, the um, internet, you can find out just about anything you need to find out in a split second. Um, you can research doctors and see what their status is, see if there are any charges against them, see if they've been convicted of ethical violations or crimes. You can do the same thing for facilities. See what their rating is. See uh, what some people are saying about them. This is what you need to do. Do your due diligence before you go in. What I want to uh, what I what 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 I want to do right now is again we're talking about patients' bill of rights, but also what the patient's responsibility is. Yes, you have the right to competent medical care, but you have a responsibility again not to lie to them when you go to them. Tell them the truth of the situation so they can give you the proper diagnosis and the proper um, treatment plan. How do you expect to get cured or healed of an ins- uh, of whatever it is that's plaguing you or bothering you if you go in lying about what the actual facts are, what the particulars are? But then you're upset with the doctor because the medication made you worse or the medication, you had a, a, a reaction to it but you're mad at the medical people, but you're the one that lied about the initial information. They asked you, did you eat after midnight? You said no. Knowing doggone well you had a stack of pancakes that I about 30 minutes ago, just before you got there. They told you don't eat anything after midnight. They told you don't drink with the medication. But you still had your three or four uh, shots there for your medicinal purposes, as you call it. Come on, people. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, do I have a caller on the line? Let me see if this is a caller on the line. Hold on. Caller, are you on the line? Hello, caller? Uh, 646-712- this is yeah this is bishop o'garro bishop o'garro all the way from the sunny peach state of georgia (laughs) how are you doing yes sir bishop o'garro pleasure to have you on the line how are you sir i am blessed and highly favored i am blessed uh i have a surprise for you Oh, yeah? Yes, I have a surprise for you. Okay. Hold on, Bishop. Okay. Bishop McGarrow. Yes, sir. How are you doing? How are you feeling? This is Dr. Xavier. How are you feeling? Oh, stranger. How are you doing, sir? How are you feeling? You know, we're just talking here about yeah, we were talking about the Bill of Rights, and uh, to be honest with you, there's a whole lot here we have to talk about as it relates to the Bill of Rights. 
And uh, mm-hmm. just if, don't be afraid, as you know we often talk about, don't be afraid to let someone know. Often people go to these appointments right. by themselves. People are in the hospital, right. nobody knows they're there. You know, you have mm-hmm. to keep yourself and keep individuals inside your circle. Don't be afraid to right. ask ask questions. And that's one of the biggest but, things that that you can do to contribute yeah, to your own history. Yeah. You know the thing about it, adding adding to that and adding to um what um Brother Rudolph Muhammad and um Brother Rudolph Muhammad, I just wanna say Salam alaikum um to you. Um, but, um, a lot of people don't know this, and what happens is people go to these doctors and they don't check things out. And you need, to be, like you just said, you need to do your research. You need to find if they are five stars, two star, one star. If they um. If they have bad reviews, good reviews. Um, don't be afraid, like Dr. Xavier said, ask questions. And that's what people are. They're afraid to ask doctors questions, but then when they come out, then they start asking their family questions, and the family can't answer the questions. That's right. That's right. You know, treatment, what people they, don't realize, you know, people don't realize that treatment is a lot like, you know, when you're in a hospital, it's a lot like a classroom. The teacher can mm. only address, can only address the concerns of the audience, you know, and the questions that they ask. Depending on the questions mm. that they ask, will help determine the direction of that particular lesson and the emphasis has to be placed on those those points. So think of your hospital stay as a classroom visit. Raise your mm. hand, raise your awareness, ask those questions. That's it. But but I'm going to add to something to that. You see, the thing about it, the correspond to that is that people are not being educated enough. That's, that's right. That's the thing about it. They're not yes. educated enough. Um, yes. You go into the hospital, one, two, three, that's it. You try to sit down and talk. Don't let them rush you. You're, you're the patient. You know, and, and you're, you're a patient, so you have to ask the question. Okay, right. you said it's this. Is there another way about doing it? What is the diagnosis? What else can I do? Okay, is there any alternative? And and something you need to ask. Okay, I'm taking this patient. What are the contraindications? What are the indications? What are what? What side effects do this medication have? Now, everybody has an iPad, an iPhone, a computer. Google the name of the medication. Google the name. And when you Google the name of the medication, it will tell you all the contraindications, all the side effects. And if you do have any of the side effects, you need to go back to the doctor and say, I can't take it because it has some side effects that I have. Yes, 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 absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that we can, you know, we can even think about in light of what uh, Bishop O'Garro uh, has addressed is that we need to know who we can speak to. And those individuals that are responsible for our care uh, is not giving us what we actually need. So, um, and it can be something as simple 
as contacting the head nurse that's there. It could be something hmm. as uh, more simple as contacting her supervisor, okay? Hmm. We should know our options, contacting Joint Commission and or the Department of Health. Man, uh, believe me when I tell you that these doctors will get on the right track when they find out that you are, you know, seeking uh, these different hmm. channels to, you know, to address, you know, to, 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 face the situation or to find answers for the situation in the event that you're not getting it. So please know know your rights, you know, know your options. But let me add one thing. You know, I want to tell everybody this. Everybody listen to me real good. Bora Rudolph Muhammad and Dr. Gary Davis and myself, we grew up in Best We were there with the Best volunteer and everything. I learned from Rudolph, Brother Rudolph Muhammad. He was one of my instructors. Okay? Also, James Rocky Robinson, um, rest in peace, late Deborah Crawford, um, Vivian Lomacan, um, um Vincent Boney, Theodore Goodman. All those people we learned from. Yeah, yes, yes. Just like when you're in church, you know, people want to be a minister, people want to jump up a feet, but sometimes you have to sit under somebody for a little time so that you can understand what is the whole thing. And that's what I, we had to do. Sometimes I wanted to run on the bus quick, and Deborah said, No, you can't go on the bus. You can't go on the bus. You got to be an EMT. And even when you're EMT, you still have to be a dispatcher. So you have to, it, it's it was timing. And when you have somebody like Brother Rudolph Muhammad and Dr. Savian that explaining things to y'all, y'all need to listen. Everybody needs to listen. They're not just talking for talking sake. They're trying to educate you all. And, and, and you're getting a good education. And I hope that people will understand. And I hope people will appreciate what Brother Rudolph Muhammad is doing, what Dr. Gary Xavier is doing, what um, Commander-in-Chief J- uh, James Rocky Robinson is doing, what the Best I Volunteer Ambulance Service is all about. I hope people understand. It's not just to make the name, but it's to get people, to people about the health environment. Yes, That's sir. what it's all about. That's what it's all yes, about. We're not looking for we're not looking for no fame. We just want to be able to serve. See, Jesus served the people, and that's what we want to do. We want to be servants. Mm. Right. Let me leave that alone. Let me let me leave that alone. Let me leave that alone. <laughs> <laughs> let me leave that alone. Because then then I'm gonna have to take up all. Let me leave that alone. <laughs> Say that again. Brother Muhammad, I didn't hear you. Say that again. Hear me. Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah, I can hear you now. All right, yes. Our job is we are servants of the people, and we're trying to serve them in a very real way, in a very... um, 
a very important way because we're trying to educate them as to what mm. their rights are as well as what their responsibilities are involving their, the, the autonomy that they can have for their own health care, for their own right. health, and for their own life. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we take the time every week to come on to the airwaves to bring these different topics to try and get the information out there to as many people as we can because quiet as it's kept behind the scenes, there are those Confederate forces who are trying to strip us of our Mm. rights as fast Mm. as we get them. And when we're watching what's going on in the Congress, watching what's going on in the Senate, watching how... Our brother, uh, President Obama, is fighting, trying to get things done and people's appointments done. And those wicked uh, uh, deceivers in the halls of so-called justice are mm. uh, uh, are stagnant, and they're just preventing progress from being made just because mm. they can. And the American mm-hmm. people are suffering because of this. It's um, it's a, a a very sad and demoralizing thing to see, but this is life in America as we know it, and so we have to deal with it the way it is, but we still have to constantly be made aware of what the um, truth is and we have to be made um, educated in order to make informed uh, um, decisions. Well, I just want to say thank you, and to Dr. Xavier, thank you. You know, um, you're my brother, and I learned a lot, especially from Bedside, from James Rocky Robinson, and from yourself. And from the other one, other people down there that taught us, I just want to say thank you. And I pray that God will continue to richly bless you. Dr. Xavier, I just want to say thank you. You know, and, you know, God continue to bless y'all. Don't care what nobody tell y'all. You just keep being servants of God and servants of the people. Your reward, your reward is, 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 is greater then the reward of men. Your reward is greater. Ooh. Listen, I'm going to call you as soon as I go off the air. So stay by your phone. Yeah, please do. Please All do. Right. Stay by your phone. Thank you. Again, All right. Bishop, Bishop James O'Gara from Georgia, yes. well, from New York, but currently yes. in Georgia, doing his work just in another room, another mansion, in God's house. Mm. Yes. Yes. Well, I'm going to make now. Now, very quickly, info, uh, as a recap, informed consent. Patients have the right to the information necessary to make decisions about their health care that is provided in their primary language and in ways they can understand. The right of choice. Patients have the right and the responsibility to choose health care providers they trust and who they believe are best able to treat them successfully. 
patients have the right and deserve the individual access. They have the right to immediate access to emergency medical care when needed without waiting for authorizations if their health is in serious danger or they are suffering from a serious injury. They have the right to active participation. Patients have the right to know options and the responsibility to participate in decisions regarding their health care or to authorize a representative to make decisions for them in the form of a health care proxy. They have the right to respect. Patients have the right to respect and consideration and should never suffer from discrimination based on differences by health care professionals or health care plan representatives. The patients have the right to confidentiality. Patients have the right to consult privately with their health care providers to see and discuss their personal medical records and to request changes to those records. Privacy protocols are specifically listed in HIPAA, the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act. And lastly, complaints. Patients have the right to to access to policy outlining a procedure that guarantees a timely, confidential, and fair review of any complaints that they may have concerning care facilities and personnel or their health care insurer. So those are just some quick seven rights that patients have. But if you want a greater, more comprehensive uh, listing of it, then you need to go on the World Wide Web and look up Patients' Bill of Rights as enacted by the federal government and look at the new amendments to these Bill of Rights because they affect each and every one of us. Well, I'd like to thank you for your time this week, and I pray that there's something that was said that helps to educate you and helps to give you a more clear understanding of what your rights are as well as what your responsibilities are when you go to an emergency room, a doctor's office, a clinic, or anything dealing with your health and health care providers. You have the right to get the treatment that you're going for in a non-abusive, non-confrontational, relaxed environment. That is your right because you are the consumer or the patient. I want to thank Dr. Xavier for stopping by today and popping in. I want to thank Bishop O'Gara for calling in. I want to thank those of you who were on the line who could not get through. And then as usual, to the family, the Keys 107 family, for their support, Sister Rafika and Brother James. And I want to give us a birthday, birth anniversary shout-out to Brother Andre. Um, today is the birth, his birth anniversary, and he is in the state of Michigan. 
he and his family, and we pray that all is well and that you are being blessed and that you are um, having a successful Ramadan. And then to all of the Muslims all over who are experiencing and going through uh, the fast of Ramadan, we pray that you are dealing with the circumstances as best we can, but know that we are all going through it together, so you're not alone. Until next week, want to make sure that you understand that you have a responsibility to do what you need to do for you and your family, and you have the God-given right to protect yourself and your family. And if it be the will of God, we will talk again next Tuesday, 4 p.m., Blog Talk Radio on the Keys, 107 Network. This is Save a Life, and I am your brother. Brother Rudolph Muhammad. The Keys 107 Network is proud to present Save a Life with your host, Brother Rudolph Muhammad. In situation, you need to get the emergency response system or 911 notified as quickly as possible to ensure that professional help is on the way. This portion of the keys was brought to us by Rafika Consultants and Services, LLC. Rafika Consultants and Services, LLC is on the cutting edge of emerging technologies for designing online classes and providing face-to-face and virtual technology training or help with computer programs, web design, and graphic arts. We also provide biography writing services for websites. For more information, give us a call at 631-399-0149. That's 631-399-0149. Stay tuned for the Peacekeeper's Roll Call coming up with Captain Dennis Muhammad at the 530 hour. Rafika Consultants and Services, LLC, is on the cutting edge of emerging technologies for designing online classes and providing face-to-face and virtual technology training or help with computer